0: All right, so welcome to our third share in this, the, our third workshop in this series of Eric Yisrael and Me. Um, the title of this is called The Home of Simcha. Um, I debated with this beforehand and I'm still debating about whether or not to title this discussion, The Home of Simcha, as you'll see. Um, certainly, there are kind of classic sources that connect Eretz to the experience of Simcha, um, but as we'll see, it's not as so straightforward. Uh, at least, at least in my mind, it's not so straightforward. But I think even in the discussion, it's not so straightforward if uh, what the icker, what the source of the emotion of being in Eretz is. But we'll 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 work it through. So Simcha is a very interesting word, and perhaps that's why I entitled it that, because uh, the word Simcha can really mean many different things. Um, According to uh, some, the word Simcha can mean the mood of happiness. Simcha can mean alignment with the soul. Simcha can mean meaningfulness. Simcha can mean fulfillment, all different kinds of uh, feelings. But at the end of the day, the word Simcha is something that certainly in the in the world of Hasidim, the Talmideh Baal Shem HaKadosh, but really tracing its way back to the Zara HaKadosh and all the Bali Eponemius, Simcha is not merely an adjunct. It's not just an add-on to life, it's not like a good thing to have, but that the whole, our whole lives are intended to be one of journeying to the Midah of Simcha. It's a Midah that needs to be worked on. We've, we've talked, we've learned different sources over the years from Rav Cook and Rabbi Nachman and the Baal Shem Tov about the importance of learning the Midah of Simcha. The Baal Shem HaKadosh says that something like uh, a person can, what a person can do in 20 years of suffering and holding themselves back and denying themselves and uh, being in um, all sorts of self-flagellation, in 20 years, a person can accomplish the same thing in a few minutes of pure simcha. Uh, simcha, the Rizal says that simcha is the, is the only vehicle that a person can really have to make us to Hashem. There's all different kinds of sources, but we're gonna we're gonna learn tonight specifically about the connection between Eretz Yisrael and the Middev of Simcha. So So, uh, we'll we'll try to uh, pick this apart in a in a small nuanced way. But in order to do that, I want to just review two of the the more salient or the specific points that we uh, touched on the last two classes just to bring us up to date, because this is really one long flowing um, idea. So the first thing that we mentioned was the concept of the svas MS that the makom of a person, the makom of anything, the place of anything is not the physical dimension that we inhabit, but the, the very tangible the aliveness the soulfulness that exists in all of matter so that the soulfulness within me is called makom which is a nice way of us understanding that if you want to know where you are you are where your aliveness is so the the multi-dimensional um or the cross-dimensional experience of if you want to know how you can feel at home it's not really about where you are it's about tuning in to experience the life force that's within you, right? So you can be a stranger in your home and you can be um, completely at home anywhere in the world. And the, and the truth is that you really see that if you were to see, if you were to observe Hasidim outside of their own little Dalaramas, if you go to Kentucky and see a Hasidic family taking a trip in the middle of Kentucky, um, they very much feel at home. They are at home wherever they go, and they live however they live wherever they are. Now, of course, there are there are Hasidim that go to Vegas, and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas for sure. But there's, the, but certainly this mida of knowing who I am and being present within my within where I am, that that presence is where I am, and that presence is how I can define feeling in place. That sense of feeling like a foreigner, of being lost within myself, is, can, can unfortunately happen within my home. And vice versa, the flip side of that is I can feel at home wherever I go. And we, we extended that to uh, discussing in this last discussion, the Bas Ayan, that the source of all holiness flows through Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the place from which all of materiality is grown, is raised. Everything traces its roots back. All material world, all the material world, everything that exists in the, in the material, all of that comes from Eretz Yisrael. And all Kedusha that we experience flows through Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the keli, is the vessel, is the pipe. That brings all kedusha to us, and the question that we we kind of touched on last last uh, discussion is: in what way can I find the address of all of my holiness in Eretz Yisrael? So that's a hard it's a hard question to tune into. Where is the place that is called Eretz Yisrael within me? Where is that makom in me that is called Eretz Yisrael? And how do I connect the dots? Of all Kedusha that I can experience and all Kedusha that I strive for, how can I connect the dots back to Eretz Yisrael so that I recognize that if I want to tune up the dial of Kedusha and I want to work to bring Kedusha into this world, the only way that that's possible is through Eretz Yisrael. That's the Tsinor, that's the pipeline. That's the source of, as the Bas says, all kedusha. Just like all of the six days of the week get get its energy from Shabbos, all kedusha gets its energy through Eretz Yisrael. And so tonight we're going to start with with the Zara Kaddish.
1: The Zara Kaddish in in I don't remember which parsha it's in, but the
0: Zara Kaddish says as follows. Quotes of Allazar. a says, one verse, one pasik says, Ivdu serve God with happiness. That's one pasik in Talam. And another Pasik says, Ivdu Serve God with awe, tremble with fear. So there's a seeming contradiction. In what way am I serving God? Am I serving God with Simcha or am I serving God with Yerah? What is the difference between the two verses, says the Zayar? One is referring to when the Jewish nation is in Eretz Yisrael and one is referring to when the Jewish nation is in another land.
1: So again, in Eretz
0: Yisrael, my life is, Ivdua Hashem b'simcha, in chutz la'aretz, and outside of Eretz Yisrael, my life is, Ivdua Hashem Yira. The Svas MS on this zayra HaKadrash says that in chutz la'aretz, the main thing is yira, and through yira, through fear, through awe of God, we can experience happiness. But in Eretz Yisroh, the main thing is simcha, is joy, and through simcha, a person can come to yira. Now, of course, in this Vasemes, the fear that a person comes to, the yira that a person comes to through Eretz Yisrael is not yira sa'onesh. In other words, we know that, the, that the, in, in our classical way of understanding, there are three levels of serving God. There's what's called yira sa'onesh, that's the fear of punishment, That's the basic understanding that God watches everything, and he watches me. And if I mess up, he will be upset. I don't want him to be upset at me, and I don't want to be punished. So out of that fear, I don't sin. The next stage is joy, ahava, love, to serve God with love. And the third stage is a combination of these two stages of getting to a point of being in awe of God. So the basic understanding of this is that uh, serve God with fear. When you are outside of Eretz Yisrael, when you are anywhere not in Eretz Yisrael, you serve God with fear and through that fear you will come to a place of, of simcha, of experiencing simcha. But in Eretz Yisrael, if you serve God with simcha, you will come to a fear, not a fear, of what you initially started out with in Kutzla but a an awe of what I like to call Heschel's uh, uh, explanation of radical amazement, of living in a state of being in such awe of God, of being so awed by God that I, I am existing in a, in a constant state of waiting, of, of being suspended and waiting to experience more of godliness. So again, we have, these, we have these two states. We have the state of Israel and we have the state of not Israel. We have the state of joy, of simcha, which leads us on the path to, to being in more reverence of and with God. And we have the state of not Israel, which is beginning with a more, a more um, primitive, kind of fear, reflexive kind of fear, that hopefully can get us to the state of simcha, which already in this s'fasemes, there's this sense of journeying. We are already at this, uh, already seeing from this s'fasemes that one is leading to the next. And so in whatever way I am uh, tuning in to the yira, to the fear of God, in my servants of God, in my religious life, I'm living a life of Yura of being fearful of God, already that's meant to be a gateway, a gateway drug, if you will, into the world of Simcha. That means that in Chutz La'aretz, my journey, my, my living in Chutz La'aretz is meant to be in a certain way temporary, in a constant state of wanting to go more, to go higher, to get closer to the state of Simcha, which as the Zayar Kaddish is teaching us, Hashem that's the world of Eretz Yisrael. So right from the get-go, we're starting off with two points. Point number one is Simcha is an Eretz Yisrael. And point number two is there is in this Tzvah this idea of constant growth, of constant becoming, of constant yearning, of constant moving on. In this Tzvah we're going from the Yir Aynesh to Simcha, that's Chutz La'aretz the Eretz Yisrael, and in Eretz Yisrael, we're going to Simcha, from Simcha to a, a higher state of Yerush Haramimus, a state of um, being able to experience God uh, in a state of Yerush Haramimus. Okay, let's go to um, a third classical source in, in this whole discussion. Tonight is the, is the yard site of the Arachayim HaKadosh. The Arachayim HaKadosh lived in Eretz Israel. The story goes that the Baal Shem Tov and the Arachayim HaKadosh had this mystical narrative going on between the two of them that if, if the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh would make it to Eretz Yisrael, the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh being the big Mekubal of the world of Ashkenaz, which is the world of the, of the masculine, and he'd make it to Eretz Yisrael to meet with the biggest tzaddik of the Dur, which is the Arachayim HaKadosh, who was the Makubal of, of Svard, which is the feminine, then the two of them together in Eretz Yisrael would, would bring Mashiach. And so there's a story that's told that Hasidim have a minute to tell over every year on Shavi Shal Pesach about the Baal Shem Tov's attempt to make it to Eretz Yisrael to meet with Arachay Makadish to bring Mashiach together. Arachai Makadish's yard site is tonight, his Neshama should be a, a, a chus for each and every one of us. So the Arachayim HaKadosh, this is quoted in many, many places. The Arachayim HaKadosh uh, says on the, the beginning of Parshish Kisavo, B'haya Kisavu el Ha'aretz, when you, the, the Torah teaches us that in, when it'll be when you get, when you arrive, when you enter into the land of Eretz Yisrael, so you'll plant your fruits and you'll bring the beginning, uh, the first of your fruits you'll bring to Eretz Yisrael, you'll bring to the, the, to, to the Mishkan, you'll bring to the Beis HaMikdash, the first fruits are for God. That's what the Arachayim HaKadosh, uh, uh explains. That's, sorry, that's what the Torah says. So says the Arachayim Makadesh, the verse, the Pasuk says, when the, when the Jewish people come to the land, Vahaya kisavo el ha'aretz, the Medrash teaches us that whenever the Torah uses the word Vahaya, Vahaya is a language of Simcha to teach us that the only place of Simcha is in Eretz Yisrael. You want to know where you can find Simcha. So Vahaya is the Lashon of Simcha. Vahaya is the Lashon of Simcha. Vahaya means we are going to Eretz Yisrael. Kisavayel Haaretz Vahaya, and it will be when you enter Eretz Yisrael. So he says, Simcha elu Yisrael. Simcha exists. Seemingly, the pushup of the words are when you reside in Eretz Yisrael. Now, for those of us that are sitting on this Zoom that are not in Eretz Yisrael, so of course, it should, it should create for us a frown, and it should create a certain pangs of longing. Meretz Hashem, next week, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the pangs of longing for Eretz Yisrael. Um, Yes, vayihi is the opposite of simcha, but vahaya is simcha. But it's interesting that the Arachayim chooses, the, I mean, the, the word vahaya is mentioned all over the place in the Torah. Ein, uh, the, 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 I'm sorry, the major says that every time it says vahaya means simcha. But it, it would seem to be that the word simcha here would... I mean, if you, if, if you weren't Aram Chaim HaKadosh and you were just reading it according to the way the Medrash would explain it, Vahaya haaretz, would seem to be that the word vahaya means, and it will be, it will be as a passive kind of thing. Vahaya haaretz, the way I would read it is you will be joyous when you enter Eretz Yisrael. When you enter Eretz Yisrael, Vahaya haaretz, why are we using the word Vahaya? Because Vahaya is a word of Simcha. But the Aram Chaim doesn't say that. It's, a, it's an interesting um, teaching that the Rechaim HaKadosh is kind of sneaking in here. simcha el It's not that when you go to Eretz Yisrael you will be happy, but simcha is found in Eretz Yisrael. The home of simcha is Eretz Yisrael. It's very interesting. When I was preparing the, our first class, um, in the first shir on this topic, um, so we learned the Mishnah that says in Pirkei Avos, Ein Dover, Ein Dover makom." There's no, there's no place that doesn't have, there's no thing that doesn't have its place. So I think it was the, I think it was the Benesh Chai. I think it was the Benesh who says on that Mishnah that, you know, if a person is reading something in the Torah and, and you have a, you have like a nice cute shot a nice cube shot, you say on a pusik. But then you think about it and you say, you know, that shot doesn't fit with this Pusik. So the Kai says, Don't discard, don't discard your 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 thought. If you had a nice vart, you have a nice var you have a nice shot, save it. Even if it doesn't fit into that pasik, you'll find another pusik where it fits into. Ain davar, he says, aim dovr is aim Dibur. There's no, there's no like. There's no pshat that doesn't have its place. There's no sweet words that don't have its place. If it doesn't fit into this Pasek, it'll fit into another Pasek. So now, when I was looking at this Arachayim and I was thinking about it and rethinking about it, it dawned on me that it's, it's almost, it would seem to be it's a happenstance that the Torah uses the word Vahaya in this place. but Arachayim is telling us it's not happenstance that whole story of coming into Eretz Yisrael and having fruits in Eretz Yisrael and raising the land of Eretz Yisrael to produce fruits, that in and of itself is a key of Simcha. Simcha is found in the cultivating of Eretz Yisrael. Simcha is found in dealing with and getting our hands dirty in the building of Eretz Yisrael and not just in the building of Eretz Yisrael, but in whatever way I am involved in work, in my life, in whatever, what I'm, whatever I'm toiling in, Ivdu'ez Hashem B'Simcha, so we're going to put now together, we're going to put together this Zayar HaKadosh, and and we could say it this way. When I am working in Eretz Yisrael, when I am exerting my own energy in Eretz Yisrael, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm trying to open up a business and sell stocks, or, or 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 apartments. I'm trying to I'm trying to open up a business and um, and make trinkets for kids in hospitals, um, or whatever whatever it is I'm trying to do. When I am being oved in whatever way I am enacting my own life in in Eretz Yisrael, that's a bechina of simcha. el ha'aretz. Simcha is when I come into the land. Simcha is when I enter the land. Simcha is when I am ivdu as Hashem Simkha, When I am serving Hashem with simcha, that takes place in Eretz Yisrael. When I am serving Hashem in Eretz Yisrael, I am Simkha. When I am exerting my own energy in Eretz Yisrael, that is a bechina of simcha.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm conflicted of the order of which way we should do this, but I want to move into um,
0: the last source on the sheet, and then we'll jump back to Rav cook. So the last source on the sheet is, is the Bas Ayin.
1: The Bas is continuing
0: from this Arachayim HaKadosh on, on the Parsha in, uh, in Kisavo. And he says like this. The Vasayan says the real yearning for holiness is to yearn and crave until the point of losing oneself. We're going to discuss this at the end. The point of losing oneself. To yearn and crave until the point of losing oneself. Ad k'lois hanefesh, he says. Okay? So the real yearning for holiness is to yearn and crave until the point of losing oneself. This is an aspect of Eretz Yisrael, because all our yearning is in Eretz Yisrael. And this is what it means when the Jewish people come to the land. The word vahaya, so now he's expanding on the Arachayim HaKadosh. The word vahaya is the suspense of yearning. Vahaya means, and it will be. That means that I'm in a state of suspense. That, he says, can only happen in Eretz Yisrael. Because it's where true yearning happens. And this then is the commandment of taking the first fruits and bringing them to God. Because when a person comes to true yearning, then all his or her life will be with the freshness of new beginnings. To be desirous and yearning in the service of Hashem. We're going to come back to this Basayin in in a few minutes. But I wanted to just read it to expand on what the Arachayim HaKadosh is saying. That the, the joy, the Basayan is teaching us, what is the joy of being in Eretz Yisrael? The joy of being in Eretz Yisrael is the word Vahaya. Vahaya means to be suspended, to be in a state of suspense, to be in a state of becoming. That's what this Vasemis is teaching us in the Zayir HaKadosh. That in, Eretz, in Chutz Aretz, we start with Yira and hope to go to Simcha, in Eretz Yisrael we go from Simcha and hope to go to a higher level of Yira, And that's the teaching of the Archaim. And it will be. To be in a state of it will be. Right? To always be in a state of it will be. That's a lashon of Simcha. That Simcha is Ha'aretz. That's Ein Simcha ella Eretz Okay?
1: So far so good? All right. So let's move now to Rav Kook.
0: And let's try to expand our, uh, uh, or suspend, I think, for now, to suspend our sense of what Simcha means and read this with, um, with an open mind, this piece from Rav Kook. With an open mind, to thinking about what does the word Simcha really mean and what does this have to do with Eretz Yisrael? So this again comes from, from the beginning of the Sefer Orot which is uh, one of Rav Cook's first sperm that he, that he wrote. This is from the beginning of it, which is his um, uh, eight, I think it was eight or nine little small chapters about Eretz Yisrael, very, very poetic. Um, I decided not to translate this exactly literally, uh, because it's it's really just the, the the poetry is too is too overwhelming in a way. Um, so this is this comes from uh, his eighth essay in um, in the Chelik of a road called Eretz Yisrael. This is the first part of the essay. It's like two or three. It's like two pages long, but this is the first the first half of it. Seraph Cook writes as follows,
1: inside the depths of the hearts
0: of each and every Jew and of the nation of the Jewish people, inside the depths of the heart of each Jew and of the nation of the Jewish people, exists a powerful, constant yearning to connect with the world
1: of the spirit.
0: Inside the depths of the hearts of each Jew and of the nation of the Jewish people exists a powerful, constant yearning to connect with the world of the spirit. This yearning contains the desire to discover the spirit and aliveness that is hidden inside all the Caleb, which is Torah Mitzvahs, and to actualize the true Jewish spirit with action and with elevating the soul. This is a packed sentence. Let's just read it again slowly. The yearning that's inside the depths of the hearts of every Jewish person to connect with the world of the spirit, this yearning that's hidden inside of our hearts, this yearning contains within it the desire to discover the spirit and aliveness that is hidden inside all Torah mitzvahs. All Torah and mitzvahs, all of Hashem's, Desires for us, all that Hashem wants for us, is hidden inside Mitzvahs. Let's understand this for a minute. Mitzvahs, commandments, are not set and forget it. Right? There used to be uh, um, infomercials on television. That, that after one a.m., they used to have um, infomercials for like a, a, a some kind of like stove that you would just put, put your food in and set it and forget it. That was their whole like spiel. You set it and forget it. And they would have like a whole audience, of, a fake audience of actors, but they'd have an audience sitting around watching this demonstration of how you cook in this, in this oven. And they would all say, set it and, and forget it. We tend to think that Torah and mitzvahs are uh, finite commandments that we're meant to do, and if we do it, great. And if we don't do it, not great. So Rav Cook already is alluding to here to something for us to recognize, that all of the kalim, all of the vessels, that means all of the opportunities that Hashem is giving us to connect to Him, all of that is actually alive. Mitzvahs are alive. They're fully alive. They have a beating heart. Every mitzvah has a beating heart. All of the Torah has a beating heart. The yearning, the spiritual yearning that every Jewish person has is yearning for that beating heart that's found in every mitzvah. That's to unpack this this poetic sentence from Avkuk. This yearning that's inside the depths of the heart of each Jew, this yearning contains the desire to discover the spirit and aliveness that is hidden inside all mitzvahs, and to actualize the true Jewish spirit with action and with elevating the soul. So in other words, to put it all together, every one of us has within, within me, I have within me, you have within you, we all have this burning desire To connect to the aliveness of every mitzvah of all of Torah, to connect to the aliveness and to activate the aliveness that's in every mitzvah, both in physical action, that is to activate the mitzvah, that's the object, that's the mitzvah, to activate the heart and the soul in the mitzvah, and to elevate my soul. I think this one sentence encapsulates everything about well, everything that we need to know, okay? Inside the depths of the hearts of each Jew exists a powerful constant yearning to connect with the world of the spirit. This yearning contains the desire to discover the spirit and aliveness that is hidden inside all of the kalim, which are tarimitzas, and to actualize the true Jewish spirit with action and with elevating the soul the yearning for Hashem's commandments that is planted permanently inside every Jew, like the fire on the Mizbach that stayed burning continuously, again, the yearning for Hashem's commandments that is planted permanently inside every Jew, reveals itself with clarity inside tzaddikim, reveals itself in spurts to the general nation, and even burns deep inside the hidden spaces of the souls of sinners. In other words, this burning desire that is hidden inside of every one of us is not only hidden in some. It's hidden in all of us. The tzaddik, his life or her life, is filled with the revelation of this burning desire. The rest of us, we get moments of it, moments of inspiration, moments of real desire to be alive fully in Hashem's mitzvahs and even in those sinners in those moments where we are sinning or in those people who have made it their lives about sinning even inside of them is this burning desire to connect with the aliveness of all of the mitzvahs and to bring these mitzvahs into actuality for themselves and for and for God All our wanting freedom and yearning for aliveness and all of our hopes for redemption only come from this source, the yearning to connect with the world of the spirit. So it's not just that we are yearning to discover the spirit and aliveness that is hidden inside Tire It's not just that. It's the the inside the depths of the heart of each Jew is the desire to discover the spirit and aliveness that is hidden inside all time, and all that I want, all the chayrus that I want, all the freedom that I want, all the independence that I want, all of the free-spiritedness that I want, and all my yearning for aliveness. Chukas Hachayan, Kol chukas chaye haklawbaha prat, all of the desires, all of the yearnings that the nation wants and the individuals want, the general collective chuka, the general collective yearning, and the small little tiny desires, the things that I'm compelled to, the things that I'm interested in, the things that take my breath away from the small to the big. Kaltikva shel all of the hopes of redemption all come from this source that is inside the depths of the hearts of each and every Jew. It's all there. And all of this is to inspire Jewish life in its fullness without contradiction or limits. I don't want anything to conflict with my interest in expressing any of this. That's why Hashem put within me and within you this burning desire. This burning desire is not the neshama, is not the soul. It's... it's uh, the levushim of the neshama, the neshama itself is a piece of godliness. So the neshama itself doesn't yearn, the neshama itself is just there, it's present. But right on the outside of that are layers upon layers of this of this levush of the neshama, this clothing of the neshama that simply is burning with a yearning and a desire for, for, for actualization, for freedom, for redemption, for individuality, for individuation, for the collective getting together of all of our spirit, for Torah and mitzvahs to be connected to God, both materially and spiritually, everything. It's all there, it's all inside of me. And all of this is to inspire Jewish life in its fullness without contradiction or limits. Contradictions and limits are both external contradictions or limits, which is what our Jewish history has experienced for the last thousands of years, external contradictions, things that conflicted with our Jewish way of life, uh, culminating with Hitler, whose entire job was to create the limitation of death, that's what that's what he wanted to do, and all the way up until where we are today, which is the transformation of all those contradictions and limits, to being internal, mostly internal, mostly internal contradiction and limits. The, the inner war, the inner conflict that, that we struggle with, that prevent us from getting to where we, where we want to get to. Each and every one of us would like to not have those limitations, would like to not have those resistances. We would like to be allowed to just live fully to express ourselves fully to express our relationship to godliness fully and to live a life that is fully expressing the aliveness that's hidden inside every mitzvah so you could say it like this every mitzvah is its own symbol every mitzvah is, is its own has its own symbolic flavor that allows me to tune into another piece and another aspect of Hashem. And inside of me is something that's burning, that's hungry for the nuanced flavors of every mitzvah. We'll talk about that in a, in, in a second. Because that's, that's that is uh, one of the oldest concepts in Kabbalah, that we have 248 limbs, 365 tendons, these are spiritual, on a, on a spiritual level. Those correspond to the 248 mitzvahs, I say, the 365 mitzvahs, I say, put them all together, you have 613. The Pasuk EO says, from my own flesh, I see God. That means that inside of me, my entire being is made up of something that's yearning, to have its expression in fullness, there's something in me that is yearning to find the mitzvahs. This part of my body is yearning to find the mitzvah that it, it, it's attached to. The neshama of this gid, the neshama of this aver, is connected to the neshama of a mitzvah. And when I go to the mitzvah and I actualize that mitzvah, I am expressing myself, I am connecting and reconnecting the spiritual and the physical, and it's all one one achtas, one shleimas, one pure harmonious unity, which which is what we're going to really get to next week. But for us, this yearning that exists inside each and every one of us to find the aliveness in the mitzvahs, to find the aliveness in all of life, to find the aliveness, the chiyos, that exists in everything. Like we said from the svasemis in the first class, that all the makom, all godliness, all existence, is in the place of where the chios of that thing is. So now we're putting it all together. When I am tuned in, when I have a yearning inside of me for aliveness. I have a yearning inside of me to connect to the world of the spirit. I have inside of me the burning desire to find the soul of every mitzvah. That burning desire, says Ruf Cook, that yearning, that yearning is found in Eretz Yisrael, the land in which all mitzvahs have their fullest expression. So again, we're expanding our relationship to Eretz Yisrael We said last week that the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael is not about, it's not that in in its essence, the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael is regardless if I'm there or not. Totally irrelevant. The Jewish people are there or not. Irrelevant if I do mitzvahs there. It's irrelevant. Inside the earth of Eretz Yisrael is Kedusha, and all Kedusha gets funneled through Eretz Yisrael to me. And now we're looking at the other side of the coin. And Rav Cook's poetry, which is all meant for us to take literally the yearning inside of me for aliveness, for freedom, for redemption, to find the rut zone of Hashem. The word Eretz Yisrael, the Swarim say, the word Eretz can also mean from the word ruts, which can mean run, but it can also mean rut zone. To find the inner desire, to find the inner elements of what I'm yearning for. That yearning is found in Eretz Yisrael. If you want to know where do I find in me the place that's called Eretz Yisrael, the place in me that's called Eretz Yisrael is when I am connected to that yearning. Not not the social, I mean, that's nice, the social yearning to be a part of the Jewish people and the sense of meaningfulness that you get when you, when you do something right, all that's nice. But if you want to know what it really means to play in the, you know, in the major leagues of, of being a spiritual human being, the yearning to find godliness in every tira, in, in all of tyra, and all of mitzvahs, the yearning to find godliness, to find, to find the aliveness in things, That yearning is in Eretz Yisrael. That yearning is in Eretz Yisrael, and when I am experiencing that, even when I'm in Chutzla Eretz, I'm experiencing Eretz Yisrael in that moment. We're kind of flying all over the place, very abstract. Let's take this and try to make this, for us, a few practical points. So point number one. Serving God, with joy, is in Eretz Yisrael. Ivdu Hashem b'simcha, that the Zarek is teaching me is in Eretz Yisrael.
1: The expression of my neshama,
0: the expression of this yearning, of yearning for holiness, is what is how I'm going to uh, define simcha. We're putting two things together here. We're putting the word simcha together with this piece from Rav Kook. My yearning to be in a state of yearning, vahaya to be in a state of becoming, of yearning, in there you find simcha. Let's 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 get this let's get this uh, really clear. Simcha is not found when I am content. Simcha is not merely about contentment. It's not merely about happiness, being in a good mood. Simcha is when my soul is expressed. When my soul is expressed, what, I, what the rest of me experiences, what my soul expressed, my soul is pure is pure light, it's pure aur. But When I taste, how do I get messages of my neshama? How do I get close to my neshama? I experience that yearning, that is that is surrounding my neshama. When I can taste that yearning, when I can taste that curiosity and that interest, when I can taste that word vahaya, of experiencing life in a state of yearning, of experiencing life in a state of wanting and desire, then I'm experiencing simcha. Vahaya ki al haaretz ibdu as Hashem b'simcha. To be in a state of becoming is to be in a state of Simcha. To be suspended in that state of becoming is to be, to be in a state of Simcha because that is, is the experience of my neshama wanting to be expressed. And when my neshama wants to be expressed, then I'm in a state of having no conflict, of having no inner resistance and no outer resistance. The true state of simcha in its purest form is when I'm able to be completely aligned, as one of you said, when I'm able to be completely aligned, it's really what both of you said last week, alignment and yearning, to be yearning to be aligned, to be aligned completely with the R of my neshama, where there's no contradiction, where there's no ego, where there's no... Outside competing anything, everything feels like it's in place. Even the contradictions are in place, and everything seems to work seamlessly. You know, it's an interesting thing. Why, by uh, when we when we celebrate, do we always have a al lekorban? Right. It's an interesting thing. At a wedding, you break a glass under the chuppah to 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 remind to remind us. The lashon of the gemara is. That there really is no simcha. The only simcha is in Yerushalayim when the Beis Hamikdash is there. So since there's a korban, so you have to have the you have to have you know like remind yourself that there's really no true simcha. But there's there's an amkus to this. There's a depth to the vart. The depth to the vart is yes, true simcha is when everything is aligned, and everything aligned means that the Beis Hamikdash is is built. The aron is in the Kodesh Hakodashim. The Mizbeach is filled with fire. There's their Kahanim G'daylem. Kalal Yisrael is in its proper place in Eretz Yisrael. The rest of the world is doing what the rest of the world does. And everything is aligned with exactly the way it was initially created and meant to be. When everything goes back to its source and everything is fully aligned, we have that experience. When a person experiences Simcha, the pure Simcha, hopefully it should be a moment of pure Simcha, when a person experiences a moment of pure simcha, then we have the capacity to put pain into context. You want to know how you can put pain into context? You do it under your chuppah. You want to know how to understand the context of korban? You only can do chorban in, in, the, in the highest moments of ecstasy. That's how you'll truly know how minimal Korban is ultimately meant to be. Tsar, pain, suffering, all of those things are so minimal compared to the joy that we experience in the major life events of buying our own house or getting married or having children. In all of those places where we are supposed to do things that are Zeichel Korban, it's because we need to understand that in the grand scheme of things, and when Mashiach comes, we'll have the full completion of this, of experiencing that korban is such a minor thing. Tsar is such a minor thing compared to the big picture of Simcha. So we break a glass under the Chuppah in order for us to put into context, to put into context the smallness, if you will, of Tsar. It doesn't mean that Tsar is non-existent and it doesn't mean in our lives when we experience things that are painful that we need to minimize it. The opposite, the opposite. We need to delve deeply into Tsar to understand Tsar. That's why it's such a special time, the whole, the whole time of the three weeks. Benam at Tsarim and Tishubav. Tishubav is a very, very holy day. But it's a, it's a holy day insofar as our capacity to tune into it in the right way. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. But just to go back to this, to this point, the revelation of the soul is what happiness is. And so when I taste the yearnings that are right outside my soul, it's my soul's need, it's interest to be alive, to be alive and to be aligned. When I'm searching for Torah mitzvahs, when I'm searching for the word of God, I'm searching for the complete expression of everything about me. My yearning to express everything about me and to live in Jung's world, to live in, in wholeness, to live a whole life, to live in myself wholly and fully, I am looking for every mitzvah that I can encounter because every mitzvah gives me an opportunity to express the essence of what I am and the essence that's hidden in that mitzvah. None of what we're talking about can happen without Eretz Yisrael. This is what Eretz Yisrael means. It is the place that contains all of the mitzvahs, all of the energy of all mitzvahs, all of the energy of all actualization that exists is in the earth of Eretz Yisrael. Every time somebody goes to Eretz Yisrael, I always ask them to bring me back the same thing, bring me back dirt from Eretz Yisrael. The swarms are nice and the swarmers are nice and the sunflowers are nice, but I want a flower, I want a leaf, I want dirt from Eretz Yisrael. Because it's the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, it's the it's the marriage really between heaven and earth. I think I shared this with you last time. Maybe I didn't.
1: Rav Kook writes that the earth
0: of Eretz Yisrael is holier than the heavens of Chutz La'aretz. The actual earth of Eretz Yisrael has more Kedusha in it than the heavens of Chutz La'aretz. Now we can understand. Now we can understand what the Ayan is teaching me The simcha of Eretz Yisrael, the joy of Eretz Yisrael, is not pleasure. It's not the pleasure of experiencing a moment of bliss. It is the the kisufin, the yearning, that takes me to the point of losing myself. I don't exist. Ad kaleis nefesh the Basayin says. Again, let's read the words of the Basayin again. The real yearning for holiness is to yearn and crave until the point of losing oneself. This is an aspect of Eretz Yisrael because all of our yearning is there. And this is what it means, vahaya al haaretz. The word vahaya is the suspense of yearning. Again, we need these words, the suspense of yearning. That can only happen in Eretz Yisrael because that is where true yearning happens. Eretz Yisrael, is suffused completely with all of my yearning, with all of my Rut zone doesn't mean my confidence or my willpower. zone means desire, pure, unadulterated desire. The zone of a person is where you learn about their souls. What do I yearn for? What do I crave? The biggest destruction, the biggest Chorban, and we talked about this last year, the biggest Chorban that takes place the biggest Korban that takes place in Judaism today is the destruction of Ratzam. We have destroyed our capacity to yearn, to desire, to be alive, fully curious and interested and compelled by things. I'll
1: give you a, I'll give you a little taste of, of what, I, what, I, what I want to talk about on Tishabav. There's, a, there's a, a Turkish proverb that goes like this. The forest was shrinking
0: and all the trees were voting for the axe because the axe was clever and convinced the trees that since its handle was made of wood, it was just like them. Think about the depth of this line. Like, holy cow. Again, the forest was shrinking, but the trees continued to vote for the ax, because the ax was clever and convinced the trees that since its, wood, its handle was made of wood, it was just like them. How many ax handles, how many, how many pieces of wood, how many live, vibrant Nishamidic people were cut down by axes and turned into wood handles and then turned around and said, this is an example of Yiddishkeit. This is an example of of religion. This is what God wants. God wants you to take your roots and chop them down and be turned into some formal boxy piece of wood that we can attach an axe handle, we can create an axe out of to chop down more trees and call it religion. That's the Chorban. That's the biggest Chorban. The biggest Chorban is the destruction of yearning, of our capacity to yearn says the Bas Ayin, all of Eretz Yisrael is, is the capacity to yearn. It suffuses all of the dirt of Eretz Yisrael. To yearn, ad kalois nefesh that means until the place of death, you know, the crazy, the crazy mystics would say
1: they can't tell the difference between
0: between joy and pain because if you yearn until the point of kolaysa nefesh until you feel like your 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 soul is going to give out of death you can't tell the difference anymore between being alive and being dead between good and evil between these the the dualities of you know you're desiring a good thing a bad thing ad kolaysa nefesh means you have yearned to the point where you are such, you are so suspended in the word Vahaya, you are so suspended in your yearning that your life ceases to exist. It's really the moment between death and life. It's, it's like all the boundaries get completely obliterated. That is the extent of the yearning of Eretz Yisrael, because all yearning, the Basayan says, is, is in Eretz Yisrael. And that's what Rav Kook is teaching us. It's a very hard thing to talk about
1: the yearning that exists in
0: in Avera. In Averas, we'll talk about that in Meretz Hashem. The yearning that exists inside of sin and how the yearning that exists inside of sin is the key to all of our neshamas. You want to know about your neshamas, you have to find out about the yearning that exists inside of of sin. But in, in this discussion, which is both a mixture of painfulness and I mean, it's painful to yearn in such a way. And at the same time, the yearning in and it of itself is the greatest sign of Simcha. This is what Eretz Yisrael is about. This is what it means that because Eretz Yisrael contains within it, in its soil and its earth, and it's very, very, fabric of its being it, this, it contains this aliveness of curiosity of openness of striving of craving of yearning to such a point of willing to cease to exist it's the whole story of Akedas Yitzchak the, Yitzhak, the story of, of, of Yitzchak is not the sign of Yitzchak it's the sign of Avram right? I've said this to you a bunch of times before for Avram, Avram had to sacrifice something. For Yitzchak, on the Harabayas, when, you, when you're a Yitzchak on the Harabayas, you cease to exist. It's whatever. Yitzchak's whole life is about laughing inside, laughing his way to the bank, laughing his way into heaven. It made no difference. And the Rizal says he died on the Kedah. It wasn't a misa of, of the knife of his father. His father had to get ready to prepare as if, right? Bahaya. Avram's whole, whole existence, that whole story was a story of Baha'ya, of suspense. He, he's holding the knife. That's how far he got. And Hashem said to him, No, 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 no. You lived in the world of suspense with enough sacrifice and enough fear. That's Avram. Yitzchak, Ibdras Hashem, the Simcha. The whole thing was the Simcha. You think Yitzchak didn't experience within himself any kind of pain of giving up his life? Of course he did. But the Simcha that comes out. Of such unbelievable surrender, of such unbelievable yearning, ad kaloisa nefesh, that's the Simcha of Yitzchak. And that's that's the that's the story of what Eretz Yisrael is about. That's uh, our third introduction, Nehashem. May Hashem grant us the patience with our own yearnings, may Hashem grant us the, the clarity to never ever give up on ourselves and to never give up on our
1: yearnings. I'll throw one
0: more, one more sentence out there. Recovery from addiction, which is the illness that comes from not knowing what your yearning is. The recovery from addiction is not recovery from addiction. It's the recovery of a soul. Because hidden inside all of yearning is my soul, and my soul is cloaked in yearning. Everything about me is about yearning. So to make peace with our yearning, to find and to be led by our yearning is the whole story of Eretz Yisrael. It's what Hashem wants from each and every one of us. He wants us to be live, vibrant trees that are thick and sway in the wind, that provide shade and shelter and pr- produce the fruits of whatever it is that we are meant to bring into this world. And we should be zaycha, each and every one of us, to taste that yearning within ourselves, to find a holy way to manifest and express all of that. And we should be zaycha to, to go back to that place in our Yisrael with the coming of Mashiach when all of that yearning will be actualized.